Plan B. One. Heavy raindrops rattled the metal roof of the storage building like spent shotgun pellets. The approaching thunderstorm had turned the sky to the north black, traced with branching lightning. Shaking like a drumhead, the walls of the twelve by twenty foot building vibrated from a close thunder strike, a cr- crack that came from the inside. Seconds later, mellowed by distance, that very same cr- crack echoed from two miles away. And then, gushing from every crack and seam, a flood of chocolate brown water spilled out. Hundreds of gallons of dirty river water knocked the door open, showing the computers inside. A man backed his way through the door, wading through the flow. Bob Hill, his eyes wide with panic, dragged the limp, soaked body of his son James out into the yard. Setting him down in the mud, he felt for a pulse. It was there. But very weak. Blood was oozing from a laceration on the boy's head. He's bleeding. That's a good sign. In the daylight, his skin was pale. Extreme blood loss. Bob's face was twisted, barely able to contain a cry of pain. I've got to get him to a hospital. Ignoring the flickering from the shed as the power shorted out, he lifted the boy, a young man, and stumbled around the house to the driveway. He strapped James into the back seat of the Jeep Cherokee, and as lightning struck the ridge just above the fence line of their five-acre home, he grabbed the cell phone. The wheels spit gravel as he raced out the driveway. Williamson County 911 Emergency Services. What is the emergency? Bob fishtailed around the corner onto the county road, belatedly flipping the four-wheel drive lever into play. The road was wet and getting slippery. My son's been in an automobile accident. Bob's mind raced, giving the operator a story just good enough. Not the real one, of course. That one began several weeks before. Two. It was a sunny day early in the school year. James Hill worried about keeping his starter position on the football team. Coach had warned everyone that he'd be taking a closer look at their weight room scores each week and choosing the starting lineup. Some of his buddies lived right there in town and could walk to the weight room. He had to talk his parents into driving him. Through the open window of the pickup, he heard the tires squeal around the corner a quarter mile away. When his dad's car started bouncing down the three hundred foot gravel driveway towards their rural farmhouse, he frowned, distracted from his own problems. What's wrong with Dad? He killed the engine on the pickup, and by the time the silver Cherokee pulled to a stop beside him in the driveway, James had gotten out. Hi, Dad. You're home from work early. Bob Hill didn't look up for a moment. Finally, he noticed his son. You're not at school. Teacher work day. Mom's gonna take me to football practice in a minute. Is something wrong? His dad got out. Bring in that cardboard box for me, will you? He stalked towards the house. James pulled it out. His spirit sagged. There was no mystery here. Sticking out of the box was the translucent plastic slab lettered with Robert Hill that'd been on the wall next to his office at work for years. Piled like trash in the bottom among file folders were a dozen little knickknacks he'd seen on his father's desk. 
James had visited his father's office a couple of times when the company opened the doors for family day. He recognized name tags from conferences Dad had attended, several company appreciation awards, even the plastic fish-shaped cozy to keep his drinks cool. They fired him? How could they fire Dad?